Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome to the Arsenal way for our team predictor ahead of this lunchtime's visit to Villa Park to take on Steven Gerrard's Aston Villa. Of course, it was a first defeat in six games for Arsenal against, or first defeat in seven games, first uh, time that Arsenal hadn't won in six games against Liverpool in midweek. Myself, Guy Clark, joined by Umar Chowdhury to talk through what we want our Arsenal 11s at Villa Park to look like. But Umar, I think it was something Chris Davison said on the channel earlier in the week. Like him, I'd forgot what losing felt like. Yes, yeah, it's, it's been a while, but for me, it's like it's at the back of my mind now. Um, the game's over, it's done. Liverpool beat us, and now the focus is on Aston Villa, which is a big game for us. We have to bounce back. Um, I was looking at our upcoming games after the Liverpool game because. That's, that's how the Champions League race is at the moment. Every game, every loss, you look at the fixtures. And we've got some tough games on paper coming up. We play Aston Villa. Then after the international play, break, we play Crystal Palace away from home. So it's, it's, it's a couple of hard fixtures coming up. But the Liverpool game, we played well for 60 or so minutes. But fine margins in football, it can happen. And we're not wet there where we want to be at the moment. And Liverpool proved that they are very, very good side. And when, when they get a chance, they took it. So what we have to do is just put that to the back of our minds and just go at Aston Villa with the same mentality that we've had for the most of the season. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully we can bounce back. Which side of the fence do you sit on regarding kind of, I suppose, different form that Arsenal Because the away form hasn't been great this season. It had been patchy. Only a couple of wins during kind of the, the first half of the season away from home. But ever since the defeat away at Goodison Park, which I probably maintain was was the worst of the season, even including 4-0 drubbings at, at Anfield and, of course, losing at City heavily as well. But the away form was patchy. But ever since that, there's been wins at Leeds, at Norwich, at Wolves and at Watford. Four wins on the bounce away from home. It does feel, for me the test this week off the back of the Leicester game was always going to be the visit to Villa Park, not the home game with Liverpool. And I suppose added into the mix, coming off the back of a defeat for the first time in a while, a reaction is needed. It's a big game. It's why that win against Leicester was hugely important. I think that fixture on paper, it was important that we got the win there because we knew that we're going to be facing Liverpool in our next game. And it's a game where Liverpool are favourites to win. So it was always going to be a tough game. So that win against Leicester was hugely important. But this game against Aston Villa, it's, it's another tricky test. I think Aston Villa haven't been the most consistent of teams this season since Gerrard's come in. 
but they've proven that they do have quality amongst their ranks. Look at what Felipe Coutinho is doing since he's joined. They've got players in Iran. Mighty Cash has gone another level since um, Steven Gerrard's come in. So they've got really good players um, attacking-wise and defensively. They 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 could be Goato. That's, that's the thing. I think they've proven this season that they're not the most solid of teams. Um, I'm not going to speak about Tyron Mings and the, the reason why he's got another England call-up because I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> but um, they, they do have a good team, but it's just going to be about how Arsenal react to that defeat from Liverpool, how the legs will be, how the fitness will be as well. I'm not going to be talking about what Mikel Arteta has been banging on about in terms of the fixture complaints, but we have to put everything to the back of our minds and we just have to go there. We just have to perform because the games are coming thick and fast now and any slight um, mishap, any slight um, fault, and we could be slipping behind in this top four race. So the players will know that, Mick Arteta will know that, so hopefully they can go there, play their football, and they can get the three points because it's a must win, as as is every game from now on. Yeah, I remember a month ago seeing their defeat to, to Watford on match of the day and thinking, oh, they're not in a great run of form, Aston Villa. They then went and put three wins in a row together and didn't concede a goal in that time. And I was thinking, yeah, that's typical just before Arsenal's visit. They did lose 2-1 away at West Ham last week. And I think it is just one win in five at home before mentioned that kind of four-game winning run away from home for Arsenal. So it is going to be finally poised. But let's do what we are here to do. And that is to look at the 11s for the game. As ever, Umar, your team going on screen first and uh, making just one change from the defeat to Liverpool. Is it asking too much for 10 of those players to have gone sort of three games in the space of seven days? Possibly, but you need to look at the squad depth. So I look, I look at the players that we have and it's a bit difficult because I think Saka, he's looked a bit leggy in recent games. I thought he wasn't the best against Leicester. And against Liverpool, he struggled as well. But um, Nicolas Pepe, do, do does Mikel trust him to come in in such a big game against Aston Villa and for him to perform from the off? It's questionable. Um, so I still think Saka should play. Um, he got he came off against Liverpool, so hopefully he will be feeling a bit better. Hopefully he'll be a bit rested. It was difficult to drop Gabriel Martinelli, if I'm honest. Um, because he was explosive against Liverpool. He was the best player on the pitch for us. And every time he was taking Trent Alexander-Arnold on back and forth, and I found it funny that Jurgen Klopp in his press conference said that Trent was is, is a great defender. And he possibly is, but I still think he has limitations in defensive side of his game. And I think Gabriel Martinelli proved that against Liverpool. So I just think how much that game I have to cut out on Martinelli because he was up and down, up and down, up and down the pitch. So it was a difficult decision. But I think Emil Smith-Rowe, I think he want a response. He, he, I think he wants to come back into the team. He'll be eager to impress again. And he's got a good record against Aston Villa. He scored this season against Villa at home and he caused them a number of problems. So I still think... <laughs> I think if I had to make a change, it would be on the left-hand side. I don't, I don't really trust trust Pepe that much to start from the off. I think he's more of an impact sub at the moment to make a difference. And I don't think Martinelli is a striker. So I think Lacazette is the option that we have. So he has to start. 
And I think Saka, Lacazette, Odegaard, they all came off against Liverpool. So hopefully they're a bit more fit. While whereas Martinelli played throughout the 90 minutes, so he'll probably be feeling a bit leggy. So that's the reason I went with it. Other than that, I think the the squad, yeah, it, it picks itself for me. Tomiyasu, he could return. Mekate has reiterated that he may have a chance, but I still think it's going to be too soon for him, especially with that calf. You don't want him to aggravate that injury. So let's just see what happens. But for me, yeah, one change, I think it, it could be enough. It's the thing with Smith Rowe as well, isn't it? That he's he's been he's come off the bench the last couple of games. He's kind of been waiting for that chance to really break back in. And as soon as he was he was back in the squad, everyone was kind of immediately thinking about throwing him back in. But it does feel of all the games, especially ahead of going away with England, that this is the game maybe he is ready to to jump back into. Let's before we go into my team, talk a bit about that England squad and four Arsenal players in there. It feels a good while since. In, since Arsenal was kind of so well stocked in an England squad, and in Saka and Smith Rowe, they'd been there for a while. But but Ben White and Aaron Ramsdale, and Ramsdale made his debut during the autumn. But it feels as though those two, certainly off this season, and the form of others around them, could really benefit. And depending on form, I suppose through the rest of this calendar year, it could could be kind of key names on the team sheet for for Gareth Southgate come Qatar. It's justified, I think. They shouldn't be calling it the three lines now. It should be the four lines because Arsenal are taking over. I think Arsenal are taking over the England team, national team. And it's about time because Ben White, he's deserved his call-up for so many months now. He's been brilliant for Arsenal this season. And when you compare the other centre-backs who are getting into the England team instead of him, you're a bit miffed at times. Tyra Mings, Connor Cody, Harry Maguire... You need to judge it by form. And Ben White's been probably debatable. He's probably been better than all of them, I'd say. But equally, it's not just form, is it? He's got, he has, I mean, you can go back to when he was playing at Leeds, what, four seasons ago. Mm. It isn't form. He he is a class above it. And he's just carried it on into each level he's played. And, and maybe, yeah, there's a bit of understanding from Southgate of, okay, wait and see what he has done since he stepped up to the pressure of playing at Arsenal. But Equally, it's not just form of this season. He he looks as though he's the guy who can be a mainstay of the, the England defence for years to come. He looks the part. Like you said, he looks the part. Week in, week out, you see him. And he's just taking it up a notch every week. He's getting better and better. I think against Liverpool, he had a good game as well. I thought he played really well um, um, com- uh, in comparisons to Gabriel. I thought he's one of our best players uh, on the day. But... Yeah, I think he's getting better and better. And then when you look at Aaron Ramsdale, I think he should be England's number one. No debate about it. There's been a lot of talk that Jordan Pickford turns up for England. And yeah, he does. But I think Aaron Ramsdale is the mainstay of this England national team for years to come. He's young. And yeah, he made that mistake against Liverpool with the Diego Jota goal. And hopefully that could have... It could have given a bit of a reality check because he's been getting a lot of praise, deservedly, I think. But sometimes that praise can get to your head. I don't think it will. But Arteta's reiterated that it, it could be good for him as well. I think it could be good for him, that that mistake, because he'll know that he has to take it up a notch more. So it's, it's, it's I think it's positive all around. Yeah, I suppose it really lines the focus. For me, though, it wasn't... I think a lot of people have been waiting 
for an Aaron Ramsdale yeah. mistake to make a big thing. And it, yes, he shouldn't have been beaten at his near post that easily. It was a bit of a, a weak wrist really in the end. But admittedly, the, the strikers leathered it from about eight yards away from him into that bottom corner. He has at least got to the shot. He's just not been able to turn it around the post. And I don't... I didn't think it was a clangor. I mean, immediately people go to it, go, oh, it's a, it's a Ramsdale mistake. Yes, you would like to see your goalkeeper saving that. And don't get me wrong, that is the case. But I don't think it was a, a real clangor. Um, but anyway, let's move on. Here's my team. Uh, I've got a couple of changes from the Liverpool game, but not the same as you. I am basically praying that Gabriel Martinelli has spent the last 48 hours in an ice bath and he's going to be all right for this game. Because, as you say, absolutely electric against Liverpool. And I think in Erdegaard, Saka and Martinelli, game or and, and throw Thomas Partey into the mix there, game in, game out, we're all trying to work out actually who is Arsenal's best attacking weapon at the moment, which mm. actually, and I say that even about Partey because of his performance against Leicester City, even in open play, he was getting forward and getting involved in, in goal-scoring opportunities. But that is the threat and the, 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 the potency we've not really seen prior under Mikel Arteta, but now it does feel as though we've got a lot more weapons in the arsenal, forgive the pun, um, and and that we are really kind of a multifaceted side when it comes to breaking down opponents. My two changes then, uh, Tommy Asu in for Cedric, purely because I think this is defence first this game, um, and I get your reservations maybe over uh, upsetting that calf injury that he's had equally since, was it the Brentford game he played was his last game he played. I think um, so. No, no, I think it. I think it's been a long time since he's played. Did yeah. he not play against Brentford? I thought I he was back think, in that game. I think it's been a long, long while. I think January was the last time he played. Yeah, no, he didn't play against. Yeah. He was on the bench. He was on the bench yeah. against Brentford. That was it. He didn't play, but he was on the bench. Yeah, no. Other than that, as you say, it was the, the Liverpool reverse game, wasn't it? In the, the Carabao Cup. But the club of and, and it seems have been so patient with trying to build him back up but I do feel when he is back in he will have been back back ready for a little while yet but they have just been wanting to make sure and, and if not back now over the course of the international break of course hopefully he can be uh, looked after and, and come back for the, the running of the season for Arsenal but yeah up against Aston Villa as I say I think he I think he's needed his defensive yeah, assuredness is certainly something Arsenal would need. I'd even be tempted, as I mentioned, ahead of the Watford game to push Ben White out to right back and put Rob Holding in ahead of Cedric. Nothing against Cedric, but equally, I don't think you can keep going to the well with the backup right back and just hoping right. that it works out against Watford. I, I did think he was particularly poor and, and we nearly were caught out on that selection decision, in my opinion. But yeah, I'd throw Tommy Yasu back in there. And a, a change I mentioned the other week is Lokonga into the midfield. Now, as what I've said there, it's defence first going to Villa Park. Uh, and then I take out Granite Jack and might be a conflict of what I say there. For me, with Sambi Lakonga, it's the mobility and energy he could perhaps bring to the midfield. Now, we've seen very little, little of him since the FA Cup elimination to Nottingham Forest. But I just think up against the energy of someone like a John McGinn, you want someone who's equally as mobile. Um as opposed to Granite Xhaka, who I think at Villa Park could at times be be kind of caught out and, and spaces around and picked off. 
Yes, it's, it's a difficult one because I thought Granit Xhaka was excellent against Liverpool. I thought he performed really, really well. I think he was one of the best players on the pitch. He progressed the ball well and he defended well as well. But Aston Villa is going to be a different test to Liverpool away from home. 12.30 game, lunchtime game. We've not, we struggle when it's 12.30 and we're the first ones on the telly. So it's going to be difficult. But personally, I'd start Xhaka. I'd start him alongside Party and Odegaard because I think that's our best midfield three. And it's going to be a bit difficult to assess how Lokonga can come straight into it. He's not played that many games. And like you said, Villa Park, the atmosphere is going to be rocking. And when you have players like John McGinn biting at your ankles, you need you need a bit of solidity. And Lokonga may struggle because he's not played that many games. And I think... I think there was a time when Arteta put him into the team and he never played that many games and he struggled because he never had that run of consistency. So again, Aston Villa could be a difficult um, assessment for him. But for me, yeah, I, I, I'm a pro Shaka guy. Um, I think he gets he gets too much unwarranted criticism at times. Yeah, he's 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 had issues with the club. But I think when it comes to, as a footballer, I really like him. I think he's a very good footballer. And when when things are not going wrong, when things are going wrong for him, people are always quick to judge him and people are always quick to criticise him. But when he's performing well, when he's performing week in, week out, not many people speak about him. So I think I, I like Granit Xhaka. I think we can do better this summer. But for right now, I still think he's one of our best midfielders. So I'd play him if he's fit. Yeah, I have to admit, I, I am not, I know it probably comes across as anti Granit Xhaka. I'm, I'm, I'm really not. I do. I equally agree with you. I think he gets a rough deal when things go bad, and not much praise when things go right. And I think his adaptation to playing in that that advanced midfield role has been really good. Um, and I think in terms of ball progressing, I don't think we've got many better players in the team than him. But I do think eventually that might be where Sambi Lokonga's strength is, is in that ball progression. Now, whether he's being moulded long-term to be a Thomas Partey replacement and play that deeper role, I don't know. But certainly, as I say, for his youth and energy, I'd just like to see him go in there. I, I don't think he started away in the league since the 4-0 defeat at Anfield. Um, in which, as you mentioned, he was really overawed in that occasion. And Villa Park is probably not too dissimilar kind of place to go to Anfield in terms of the crowd really getting on opposition players. He's not played in the Premier League since the 0-0 draw with Burnley, which I believe he, he did start. He played the full game in that. Granit Xhaka, though, as you say, having played the full game in so many of the recent matches, and he did come back from a long layoff through injury, earlier on in the campaign, I just feel the energy, as I say, for Lokonga might just be worth doing. Whether it's from the start might be one round by your argument, but right. equally, I feel that midfield three needs energising at some stage, whether it's off the bench or not. We, we see Arteta is, is effectively trusting 13 or 14 players to get the job done and right. finish in the top four this season. It's a risky approach and it might be one that pays off for him. But Lokonga is going to be part of Arsenal's future moving forward. And I don't, maybe he was thrown in too early, too soon to have so many matches. And that obviously a byproduct of Granite Xhaka's injury in the North London derby. Equally, I think there does come a time, a bit like with Martinelli at the end of last season, where you do need to start giving him first team minutes and not just be sat on the bench the whole time to make him feel part of what, what is being achieved. 
yeah, he needs he needs a consistent run of games. Um, but it's a bit difficult as well that we're only in one competition at the moment, and it's all our eggs are in the top four race in the Premier League race. So I, I understand why Mikko Arteta is hesitant. He's probably thinking he needs to trust upon players who have done it week in, week out. The experienced players like Granit Xhaka, Thomas Partey, Martin Odegaard. And I think he thinks Lokonga, like you said, is a bit behind in his development. But he'll get there. I still think there's a player in there. And he, he all he needs is a good preseason in this summer. And he just needs a bit more adjustment to the league. And it will come. Maybe he needs to get a bit more stronger physically because I think the Premier League at times, since he's played, he's got an eye for a pass. I think he's technically, he's very good. But sometimes he, he gets pushed off the ball too easily. So I think in time, he just needs a bit to be a bit more physically imposing. And I think that will come because as you've seen with players who have come to this league, at first they've struggled, but they've made the success of themselves. But I think, I think for the game against Aston Villa, I think with Granite Xhaka, going back to him, I think good thing about Granite Xhaka is, touch wood, he doesn't get injured a lot. He can play week in, week out at the same intensity. <laughs> no, it's just whether yeah. he gets sent off away from exactly. home. Exactly. <laughs> his intensity, I, I really admire because he, he keeps himself fit. I don't know what he does at home. I don't know. He's probably, like, like you said, in the high spots. Gabriel Martinelli must, must, needs to join him, but... He's week in, week out, he, he's playing. And he's playing at that same level, intensity. Yeah, he has sometimes, he has stupid decisions that he does. But in terms of his playing uh, attributes, I still think he's always at the top of his game, week in, week out. So, yeah, I, I'm just going to go with Granit Xhaka for the game against Villa. Yeah, no, that's absolutely sound. No, I do, as I say, I do I do understand your reasoning. And maybe there, Lakonga for me, is a, a 70, 75-minute man coming off the bench. And talking of that last seven games in a row, we've seen Eddie come off the bench. No start for him, though. He's, is he getting any closer? He, he seems to get the last 10. That seems to be Eddie's role. It's, it's so difficult with the striker situation, honestly. Like, I want to give Lacazette a break. I want to take him off the firing line, but do I trust Eddie and Ketia to link up with the likes of Martinelli, Saka? No, I don't. I think Eddie's more of a poacher. He knows where the goal is. Would and... <laughs> him scoring against Watford, would he hit the post? Yeah. Would that have changed anyone's mind, do you think? Because in that game, he literally came on immediately, bang, hit the post. Or is, is that his role? Is he on to literally finish the games off for us, to let Lacquer come off, have a bit of a breather. I couldn't believe it against Leicester. I think it was left to the 88th minute before mm. Lacquer came off. It seems to be the 80th minute hit. Bang, get Eddie on, see out the game. I think 100%. I think it's either seeing out the game or if we're behind and we need a goal, Eddie comes on, he plays on the wing, he plays up front, but I don't think he's going to be starting games. Um, I just don't see it in him, to be honest. Um, I think he could have a career, a good career elsewhere. He could forge a good career, but to be a number one striker at Arsenal, I don't, I don't, I don't think. I think Lacazette's better, to be honest. Yeah. And the, the bar for me is not really that high if I'm saying Lacazette's better because he has his limitations as well. But if I'm just comparing Lacazette and Eddie and Ketia, Lacazette for me has to start week in, week out. Just for the fact that he knows how to interchange with the likes of Martinelli Saka, yeah, he may not get no goals, which he does need because a striker's responsibility is to put the ball in the back of the net. He doesn't do it a lot, but when you compare it to Eddie and Ketia, I think 
his all-round game is much better and much suited to the likes of Saka and Martinelli. Yeah, no, fair enough. There's actually, I suppose, in that regard, been a bit of a demise for Eddie Nketiah because when Mikel Arteta first came in, he was really keen to actually yeah. get Eddie starting games and, and going for it. But obviously, that has, has fallen away for him. Before we go then, Umar, customary as ever, predictions ahead of the visit to Villa Park. As you say, 12.30 kickoff. Not always been kind to Arsenal down the years. Away from home, what is it, just under 72 hours or less than 72 hours rest for the players since that um, very draining, physically tiring game with Liverpool. How do you see this one playing out? It's going to be really tough. Going to be a really tough game. I think Aston Villa are going to be firing. They're, they're going to be wanting to win. Steven Gerrard will be wanting to get one over on Arsenal. But I think just because of the reason that we need a win, I think we're going to nick it. So 2-1 to the Arsenal. 2-1 to the Arsenal. I, much like you, I, I think the first half an hour of this game is going to be crucial. And I think if if Arsenal have changed, if the mentality is shifting under Mikel Arteta, this is the game that yeah. will evidence it. Uh, I don't think the Liverpool game was that equally. I was impressed with how we, we did stay in the game with Liverpool, took the game to them as well. It wasn't just a case of trying to sit in and frustrate. We did really go and have a go at them. But as Mikel Arteta alluded to, quality just lacking. Yeah, I think keep it tight for half an hour, get through into to half time, maybe try and eke ahead before half time. But equally, uh, that could then see a bit of a second half onslaught. I will take a 1 0 win for the Arsenal. And that would be absolutely delightful heading into the international break. Of course, the other top four rivals not in action. So it really would be a statement to put out whilst Manchester United don't play. West Ham and Spurs, of course, uh, they actually do face one another, don't they? Or yeah, West Ham. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, they do play. So, yeah, forget exactly what I just said. I thought West Ham were, were still in the FA Cup. Of course, they're not. And it's them against Spurs. So, hopefully, they can take points off one another. Arsenal can get the win. And we're all happy for two weeks as we go off into the international sunset. But from myself, Guy Clark and Uma Chowdhury, thanks for joining us for this edition of the Team Predictor on the Arsenal Way. Remember, keep following us down the Arsenal Way. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah.